Sam, can we run that back now that we're recording? Oh, oh God. Give us the, uh, the Zealander the Smolder. What's the tip? The tip. The Smolder. The Smolder is like you, you look at the lens, but you look through the lens into the photographer's eyes. And it's like... That's how. That's like the blue steel. That's how. You, that's how you got Juju, huh? He gave this. I don't know how the heck I got her. <laughs> Way out of my league. The Schachter Smolder. Oh God. <laughs> Sam Schachter, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Yeah. Gosh. You Alongside. thought you'd be learning his right side high liner defense. You're getting the Schachter Smolder. That's right. Whole new side. Shotster. Shotster. Oh God. Uh, photographer gets some good shotsters of you. <laughs> Team Canada, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us back. Dan Deering, second time on the show yep. in two years. That's right. That's our second year. It's a good rate. Every year you've been playing on tour, well, pretty much. Yep. You've been on. That's pretty good. I don't know if anyone else gets that. Maybe the TNT. So. I don't know. I just made yeah. it up. But. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you were on tour before that, but yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Does that predate yeah, yeah. the podcast, though? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it's fun now that we have sort of our annual podcast now. Mm-hmm. You guys are an annual podcast. You said Kristen and Taryn, when they pop in, they yeah. get we get our annual catch up with them. It's we kind have, of fun. We have to play well, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a standard. A standard. Yeah, right. come on, Travis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so you've earned your annual podcast. That's what we're saying. Yeah, okay. Thank you. You are coming off. A win. Your last event correct, was a yeah. gold medal. Technically, yes. In the not windy at all, where were you? Punta Cana? Punta Cana, Dominican, okay. yeah. I haven't played that one. I've heard that as far as Norsecas go, that Punta Cana is one of the better ones. Yeah, uh, definitely. That one was hilarious, though, because yeah. I think like half of the courts got washed up Oh no! from oh, the tide right. coming up, and the tournament was like completely delayed. But I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty that's standard. standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that didn't happen, though, it would have been great. That would have been that would have yeah. been weird if that didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> that's good, probably though. more accurate. It was good. Like the whole community of all coaches like grabbed a rake and started going after each court. Like oh, Heather Bainsley it. was there raking, working her butt off, and all the other coaches were trying to get it all back into schedule but yeah we like walk towards the court and like no we're not playing for another two to three hours so we'll go back yeah so it's just a big storm nope uh, just, <laughs> no, just a tide just a tide i could say it was a big storm <laughs> the no. tides are predicted like 10 years out from right now but they just they they didn't just see it like, coming like, we'll risk it i think you can <laughs> buy like the 2025 tide calendar right now <laughs> but whatever it was like it was the most like kelp i've ever seen in my life that had like washed up it was it was like a sea monster on our court <laughs> on the court <laughs> on the court it was insane we got indoor volleyball we got beach volleyball we got snow volleyball grass volleyball kelp kelp, kelp volleyball, kelp volleyball. New, right. new edition that's it <laughs> it was weird that norseka was in December, though, it was yeah. a little pushback. Yeah. yeah, how did? Why did that happen? Because they're unorganized and they can't do it on time. <laughs> 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 it was originally scheduled, or it was like supposed to be scheduled uh, in November. Okay, which is still kind of late, but uh, they couldn't find a place to host it, and they kept on changing it. And like you know, for an international event, there's like a 30 day sign up. Yeah, I think they made the event probably like 28 days before the actual event. So they announced it past the sign-up deadline. <laughs> Can you wow. imagine it was that last minute? Yeah. Which was kind of insane. And I think everyone was 
pulling their hair out trying to figure out when um, the tournament was going to be because you have to periodization and train and sort of and sort of like plan your trips yeah. and stuff. But uh, that was stressful. But we got it together and thank God because there's really good points associated with those tournaments, which there's, the Europeans never have to deal with the cancellation of that. And that was the first time we had hosted that tournament in two years. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Because every other year it was canceled since COVID. I think it was like maybe right. our first one since COVID or our second one. Damn. Maybe something like that. There's challenger points, right? Yeah. But yeah. It's like winning guys. a challenger well to win that tournament. And the European events way more stacked, though. That's true. Correct. Yeah. That's true. But at least they have them. Right. And it's yeah. like a it's That's like true. a no risk one. So if it if you do really well, it counts into your points. If you blow it and you barbecue and you lose two nothing, uh, you're it fine. doesn't count towards right. any of your points, so it's sort of like it can only hurt, uh, help you. It can only help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like playing one disorganized continental championship that's close to get to per year is the reward that the Canadians, that all the North Sea Confederation <laughs> get for having to travel all over the place right. to get to every other event on schedule. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it was cheaper and closer and warmer. <laughs> it's actually nice to go, in, like, even though it was a little delayed, it was nice to go in December because it's pretty snowy and cold. We're inside, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, Dominican, let's yeah. go. Yeah, good call. So, but the training, what was the training like going into that? Because like you said, it's snowy, it's cold, you're inside, and then you go to windy, rainy, humid Dominican. Yeah, we hadn't seen, like, the sun. We hadn't seen the wind in three months leading into that tournament and Shoot. it was like gale force winds when we were there yeah. like it was crazy we had to drop our sets we were running back sets mm. which we yeah, i mean we don't really have to do that much in indoors because yeah. it's like perfect <laughs> right. like, you get your set and you like look at your opponent for like five minutes and then you find the ball right before you hit it <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh it was jarring but i mean it took us a couple of games to work into it and that's sort of the benefits of norseka where you're not playing mole sorum in your pool play match right, right. like you're playing sort of some some weaker federations and right. it just lets you work into the tournament a bit yeah. but we actually had cuba in our in our pool and that was the team we ended up facing in the final so that, that was sort of like a shock that's a seven foot defender yeah, yeah he's, a, yeah. he's huge, very long man. and long strides long arms high contact point oh yeah i mean <laughs> it's like oh he's nowhere close to this cut one step boom yeah <laughs> right. he just falls down Crazy, and he digs yeah. it perfect yeah. huh. I mean, reminiscent of Nivaldo and Sergio yeah, 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 when yeah. they were like came on tour and you know, fifth at the Olympics and they started making main draws when they started to play and then they defected right. and then they brought in two <laughs> new guys right. who were uh, or at least just Nivaldo stopped playing. But um, yeah, they brought in two new guys, exact same profile, smaller blocker, long, skinny defender, same skill sets. Mm, or defenders, Nivaldo's brother. Is he actually? I did not I'm know that. Ninety nine percent sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that totally makes sense. Yeah, because Nivaldo, <laughs> he showed up to all the Norsecas that I went to and was there, like, helping his guy out. Really? Yeah. Oh, good for them. There you go. Yeah. We got a break when we went to Veradero because Cuba's twos beat them in the okay. semis. Mm. And then, of course, we got smashed by Cuba's twos in the finals. But <laughs> mm. <Damn>. Yeah, <laughs> they were... Yeah, Can you imagine if Cuba... Cuba's federation or country allowed them to play in the same fashion that everyone else gets to play. Like you just, you know, you're free or whatnot. Right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> dude, their indoor national team is like all the best players from every indoor national team are defected Cubans. Right. Yeah. You put them all together, like they'd be the most ridiculous country for like decades. Yeah. 
same as the beach. Like mm-hmm. they would be stacked and they're just a small little Caribbean island. Mm. Yet they're not usually good. Yeah. It's just insane. Well, they're good. They just never play. Yeah, they when just they don't do play. Get That's to play, true. It's like, oh, gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that team that got fifth at the Olympics, I've never played them. I don't even recall seeing them at an event I played in because I was out for those two years where they were kind of running after the Olympics, I think. For whatever reason, before that, I, I didn't really see them run into them at all. So it was like... They basically didn't exist as far as I was concerned. Yeah, yeah. they'll play one or two FIVBs. They'll play six or seven Norsecas. Right. Like win the Continental Bird. Yeah. And then just completely surprise teams on tour. Yeah. That was nuts. Everyone, everyone looking at their Olympic draw, like, don't give me the Cuban team with zero points. Because when we had right. uh, Samoilovs on last year, Samoilovs was talking about their run in Rio. They came in, I think him and Smedens were like number two in the world. And their pool was... Cayman, Ben, mm-hmm. uh, Latvia, Evandro, and Pedro, and Cuba. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Evandro and Pedro Cuba didn't won. make it out of pool. Cuba won the pool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was 2016. Cuba won. Wait, yeah. Latvia was two in the world at that time? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? So they were they were crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that talk about that pool because it was uh, Cayman, Ben came out, and mm-hmm. Cuba <laughs> came mm-hmm. out of that pool. That is a pool of death. That, that is, is a, a oh, Olympic wow. nightmare. Which, speaking of pools of death, you guys, your world championship pool was insane. Yes. Like, didn't have to be like that and then became that when the team didn't show up. Who? So who was in your pool and what happened? It was, yeah. So, <laughs> Well, first of all, how'd you like my pool? <laughs> who was your pool? We took Sweden's uh, That's right. spot. Yeah, because oh, the blocker yeah. broke. We played like yeah. Thailand and... Uh, Nikolai and Sam was the good team. Right. And Thailand and... Guatemala or something right in the oh first two gosh. rounds that's unbelievable the dream pool we had the nightmare yeah. um yeah our pool was uh Poland who was I don't know top five ranked top five in that tournament right um Netherlands who was the team that replaced the I think uh, the, the African tour. team yeah Varenhorst yeah. Vandeveld right Varenhorst Vandeveld and who was our other team uh, Rangiri Lupo. Rangiri Lupo. Jeez. Which is not, not an easy job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, a struggle and came down to like two points. Literally, we got out of the pool by two points. And Brazil of all teams, or not Brazil, sorry, Poland of all teams were the one that right. didn't get out. Yeah. And they were like the two seed, right? They were the two seed, yeah. I think, as well. Yeah. Coming in, um, had won like two straight events. And then did like rumor they had COVID. I did hear that. Yeah, I did uh, hear that. There was struggle. I think a lot of teams was probably had on, COVID. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But still, you, you broke that pool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I think it was actually uh, Varen Horse Vandeveld that broke that pool because they oh, for sure. made up on everyone, pool. and then yeah. we or came like second. snuck past them, and then it was just a points thing. Mm. But that's Dude, yeah, that's not. That's impressive. It was. Yeah, it was my first world championship. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, keep it together because, like, everyone's like, pool of death, pool of death. I'm like, it's my first pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, we're, we're 0-2 facing uh, Netherlands 2-0. and And we're like, okay, we have to win this. And then we also have to rely on Italy beating Poland. So after our match was done, like coach and like Sarah Pav and everyone's like checking the stats, checking the stats. I'm like, okay, we just came off a win, but we can still not make pool. 
And then there was like one moment outside of the uh, the cafeteria where like we found out and Sam were like we're like let's go <laughs> celebrating celebrating and then we like look inside the cafeteria and we're like oh my gosh everyone just watched that <laughs> and 15 minutes later we walk by Poland and we're like <laughs> it's just a run of emotion yeah that's crazy but yeah that's volleyball though I mean they exactly. ended up winning what five tournaments. They Last year, Wilshack and, and Brill. They won five? I think they were so. solid. They started off winning the first event in Mexico. Yeah. And then I think they... They won in... Uh, they, they won, they won in Germany. Germany. Sweden win that. I think they played Sweden in the final. I, Anyways, they, I yeah, think they, I just they, assumed Norway They played the young Chileans. <laughs> <laughs> they beat us. They played the young yeah. Chileans in the final. Yeah. And Until then, actually, I think every tournament they've always played, they've won except for European championships. Really? I'm pretty sure. Who's that? Brutal. I'm saying Norway. I think every tournament that they've played this year, they've won except for European champs. That they haven't had to forfeit out of? That Yes, yeah. because in Germany they did they did pull out. Yeah, they, I think they pulled out of maybe three or four. It was yeah. a weird stretch. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But I was looking up when I, I commentated the uh, World Tour Finals, mm-hmm. and I looked up a stat that Anders and Christian are 24-3 and three in gold medal matches. That's Holy impressive. God. <laughs> that's okay. It's like, it's like whatever. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's wild. Clutch. Jesus. That's a clutch yeah. team right that's there. Actually, what yeah. about their bronze medal matches? I wonder. They've never lost. They've never lost the bronze medal. Zero I had them on the ropes. On the resume. I had them on the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> they're closers, Damn. man. They are just closers. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's but how was your guys' first year? kind of together in your first year back because when we had you on you hadn't really gotten going competing yet Mm -hmm. you just kind of you're in the honeymoon phase and so how kind of how was it getting back on tour back traveling back competing at that world championship level it was good i mean it was fun like we it was was, uh (laughs) that first year is exciting because there's not a ton of expectations around uh the team yet because it's not like it's so new we don't really know what we are yet dan's you know first coming back after a pretty long hiatus and uh we understood what that was right it was about him getting sort of the experience and getting used to the the new level of the world tour um so I think it was it allowed us to play looser, at least at the start. And mm-hmm. then sort of once we figured out, okay, like we can actually hang with these guys. Like this is going to, you know, this could be something great. Um, then it becomes like, you know, you start to encounter those first set of challenges right. where we're like, okay, these are our goals. We need to meet goals. And, you're, you know, some, some you're succeeding, some you're failing. But, you know, like getting world champs under our belt and sort of some of these bigger tournaments like Commonwealth Games really gave us some big game, big crowd experience yeah. for us to sort of hang our hat and be like, okay, now we can go into a new year. We mm-hmm. know we have these experiences. We know sort of what we have to work on, what you know, how to manage ourselves. We, we know each other a little better. And there was a lot to build on. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. There was, of course, frustrating times, just like any team would experience throughout mm-hmm. the year. I think I would be concerned if there were no frustrating times right. because it means your expectations are way too low. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think I, I mean, you can speak for your, for yourself, but I had a lot of fun. I mean, of course you, you have the honeymoon phase. So it's like, it's, it's just fun being out with someone new and, and it's world tour, which is fun. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and to have success, which is a bonus. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I went into this year kind of like a sponge just to soak everything up, <clears throat> learn from Sam, learn from our coach, uh, and then go out there and put like a product on the court. And I kind of had to earn my stripes. I was a little worried at first. I'm like, okay, I'm playing with Sam, such a great vet. Um, we'll see what, it, what this guy can do. So I kind of, I told myself before I stepped on the court, I'm like, all right, great. I'm playing with Sam. Um, I'm going to get every single ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in with that thought process knowing that if I could handle every single ball, it's not going to realistically happen that, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to find a groove and then I'll be able to uh, be um, more of like a dominant player. And guy was like, oh, this guy's new. Oh, wait a second. He's 30. He's 32. He, he still knows what he's doing. So um, I sponged it all up. We had some great, great experiences, and now it's time to raise the standard even more. Um, I think I've gained one stripe. <laughs> one year, one stripe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> right? So I'm definitely going into this year with a lot more confidence and, uh, you know, learning more about each other and how we play in our systems and knowing what bus- uh, buttons to push to get us to be even greater bef- uh, greater now than we were before. I think it's going to be a good, a good year for us. Yeah. So, yeah. How is it just traveling on tour and being on tour after such a long, five years, six years? How many years were you not playing? Uh, four years. Four years. Four years, yeah, 2016 to 2020. Because I took, what, almost two years off, and it was like crazy for me to come back on tour. I was like seeing everything differently and having a different appreciation. You did double that, at that's, least. That's a great question. Um, I'm definitely learning how to enjoy the journey Mm. more, slowing things down, appreciating, being grateful for traveling, representing our country and, and, uh, having this opportunity again and grabbing it. And then the second part is I'm definitely not 25, 26 anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's more painful this time. Exactly. It's like, uh, oh, I can get to that ball. Oh, wait a second. I'm not that fast anymore. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I jump high. Oh, but I have to work on my landing these knees. (laughs) You need to oil these knees up. Um, But yeah, it was was definitely a challenge to to come back. It it took a full year to kind of get back into that routine. and, And I even realized when I was 25, 26, I wasn't doing it right. And then now having Sam as a leader and having a coach and having a plan, I'm actually like really dialed into what needs to get done to take care of my body. And then when my body's nice and healthy, I can focus on uh, tactics and strategy and, and the journey itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And Sam, you mentioned when I said you got to you know, earn your way back on the podcast, you're like, did we? Well, you consider <laughs> the fact that Dan hadn't played in four years. Yeah at least not played at the world tour level and you guys got a silver at the com games mm-hmm. you broke that nasty pool at world championships and mm-hmm. i mean just qualifying for world championships is not an easy thing you got second at the the big van open which is i mean that's your guys manhattan beach open mm-hmm. and then you did win the norseka continental championships which are huge points and i know it's not the strongest field but to beat Cuba is not easy. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys did some very good things, all things considered. In the first year, you only played, what, like six World Tour events? Yeah, something like that. Maybe, yeah, I think around six around is right. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at, you guys did very well on, on the biggest stages that you played mm-hmm. on where you won a continental title. You got second at the Com Games, which are huge, and broke pool world champs. I think all things considered... Not bad. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You're pretty damn good. More the best in the world. Whatever. <laughs> 25 and 2. Here we come. 
No, no, it was. Uh, no, you're right. It it was a good. It was a good year. Like yeah. we we had highlights. Um, I guess my nature is to always look at the stuff that we want to keep working on and improving. So I'm like, ah, I feel like there's more there, mm-hmm. and I think that's where maybe that comes from for me, where. Uh, I, I know how, how talented Dan is and, and my expectations for myself is so high and I'm sure, you know, we can all relate to like the struggle between it's like enjoying and, and appreciating and being grateful for what we've been able to accomplish and, and, the, and the positive parts of that, but also the other side of the coin where we're like, man, we can, we, we still have, there's still so much room. There's still, there's still all this stuff that we want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dan and I have agreed. It's like our ultimate goal is to go to the Olympics one a, and then one B to do damage when we're there. Right. So, um, we have a ton of work to do still, and we had a whole off season to address a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, when you're looking at ourselves last year, we're going, okay, well, like this is Dan's first year back. I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there. I haven't lost a step quite yet. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, like, this is like the beach volleyball prime, right? Between 28 and 32 or so. It's like, Depends. Or, if you're from North America, it's, it's a little later. It's a lot it's a, later. It's, yeah. a, it's a bit pushed back. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's because all you guys go to, to college or, you, or, yeah, you know, true. and it's like, yeah. you guys don't start your career until you're 24, 20, yeah. 22 to 24, right? Like yeah. I started when I was 18. On the world tour? Uh, world tour started at 20. I started on the well, national yeah, team when I was early. 18. So I was like, right. I was like plucked beach, right out of university. Thing. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even finish my university career. I still have three years of eligibility Oh wow! because I only played for my university team for two years before the national teams that, Whoa, that is you're done. Now that would be a scam. You going back and playing indoor in college. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm going to coach and play. <laughs> Dang. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was, I mean, I played a little indoor after, so I probably could have come out a year maybe two before I came out, but I was, what, 23, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still playing. So, like, we the reps right. on the body, I mean, playing indoor doesn't exactly uh, doesn't make help. your career yeah, longer. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But it is weird that, like, Americans in general just play way longer than Europeans. Like, you're like, oh, That's that true. guy's old. Like, <laughs> I was just looking at a, a European player. Mm. I'm just not going to say his name jump and move around i was like damn that guy is mo- like not jumping or moving the way he used to and and then someone's like he's 36 i was like oh same age as gamer right <laughs> like same age as my partner who's like hitting ot and i'm like, whoa we just hit ot never seen my partner do that <laughs> uh anyway yeah it's interesting yeah, yeah. but interesting. I'm, I'm grouping north america in there that's fair I mean, like, I do remember the occasional European guy going super late. Like, do you remember Kubala Benish? Like, those Czech guys? The fact that you had to say, do you remember? Says a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I could say South American, too, because there's been some... I mean, Ricardo's still playing, I'm Ricardo, sure. yeah. Emmanuel played until 40-ish. Which is wild, because those guys do not get an off-season. No. Crazy. Like, they, the amazing. reps that that guy must mm-hmm. have had through his career is, like, oh my God, triple... Yeah. Yep. Of, like an average athlete. Well, plus like Ricardo, it's one thing with Emmanuel. You're like, okay, you're like he's built like Taylor Crab, like you know, right. just so lanky right. and light, just like flickering across the top of the sand. But Ricardo's a massive human being, and he's still playing. Mm. Not really getting out of the sand, but 
But like, his touch is perfect. And he's yeah. diving <laughs> and he's got the touch. The ball. Yeah. I mean, Alisson is another sort of example. I mean, I think he's sort of shutting down his FIVB from what I heard. I think he's just going to try and do like domestic stuff. He might he might try and yeah. finish out the cycle. I heard he was maybe coming over here. Right. That's what I heard, too. Yeah. Um, but that guy is not exactly built like Taylor either. I mean, when, <laughs> you're not built like Taylor when your uh, nickname's the Mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> Bug Mammoth. It's you know, <laughs> Bug. Yeah, exactly. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that team, the Bug and the Mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> the Mammoth's got fleas. Yeah. <laughs> Beach volleyball and Ice Age combined again. <laughs> but you mentioned. <laughs> you, know, you use his off season to really iron out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the bigger things that you guys were looking to improve? And if you don't want to get too specific, don't need to give teams a scouting report on you. You don't need to. But oh, no, I mean, I think it's like a lot of the things that a lot of teams look at. Um, definitely, our defense is tighter. Um, you know, Dan is such an unbelievable jumper if you've ever watched him play that it's so hard to get the timing right when you're in the air for that long and we worked really hard on sort of a lot of his block presentation and then I've never played behind a block like that, so I don't know where the where the heck to stand. <laughs> so, no offense, for, Pedlo. Yeah, no. It's a little different look. Well, I don't think Pedlo would take offense. I don't no. think anyone in the world would take offense no. to, to uh, being compared next to Dan and being not called a big jumper. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was a whole new experience for me. Yeah. And uh, so just sort of learning how to coordinate that and, and be a little cleaner with our our plays calls, our play calls, and then just how we pass and set with each other. You know, the 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 standard staples of any team, right? Like that's uh, the the absolute baseline. You need to be able to do that super effectively to play on the world tour. And that's why when people watch the pros, they go, oh, they make it look so easy. Well, that's like 90% of what they work on right. is their pass set. So yeah. they yeah, can yeah, side yeah. out properly, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and a lot of that. And then just... Sort of on on a on an off the court side, it's like how to talk to each other and mm-hmm. how to better communicate and how to be how to connect and really understand what we need from each other when we're on the court. And that you can you can't really short circuit that. Like yeah. you can't really simulate that as effectively in practice as when like the lights are on and the pressure is there and you're feeling things come up that you have never felt before or that don't come up in practice all the time. So. Um, there was a lot of learning in that first year, but it happened so quick. It's like you blink and the season's done. So be really looking at, you know, when you're in the offseason, looking at what happened and uh, trying to really create a plan of action for, for the offseason and practicing those habits are are something that Dan and I put put a bunch of work in, like with our, you know, performance coach and <clears throat> with our with our personal coach. So um, we've made some pretty critical adjustments, even though it's nothing like revolute, like we're not jump setting and we're not like running yeah. a crazy, you know, Swedish offense, which I think a lot of people are now trying to integrate into yeah. their game because that's the way the game is moving. Mm-hmm. But like um, we've been we've been going a little more fundamental. In, in our development right For now. sure. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams are, it's like the two steps forward, one step back kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like if you really want to implement that and someone pointed out on Instagram was like, are we talking about a jump setting system or doing it every mm-hmm. once in a while? Cause yeah. that's a big difference big there. Difference. And for teams that really want to actually implement that system, 
there's a big risk in doing it this year, you know, because there could be that one step back that you're taking. could mm-hmm. be like this season or the f- half of it or more. I don't know. It could take two seasons to figure out how to do that. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, who really goes for it and who's kind of just sampling a little bit, testing it out here and there, maybe trying to get some Instagram reels going or something. <laughs> um, and And whether or not it, like, really hurts some teams. Because I feel like it will if you if you try to push it. And there's some players too. I'm like, you're you're just not a jump setter. You, like, yeah. do, yeah. <laughs> do you, bro? Yeah. Do you, bro? I mean, by all That's means, do bag, like dude. your like full swing, like left-handed pokey shoot set, yeah. which it's blowing my mind that these guys are doing that right mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, you layer on top of that the hand setting rule changes. Right. It makes it so much more challenging, right? Yeah. Like guys are like the refs from what I hear are, are looking you for just lifts. Flick the it. number one thing you're gonna do when yeah. you're jump setting is lift the ball. Mm. Is is you're taking it down and, and changing the direction of it. So uh I'm I mean it's it's fantastic if you can do it, but like those Swedish guys, they grew uh, it looks like that's how they were just taught. They've never played They've normal ball. They've never played a normal ball. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like that style is conducive to all environments. Like what happens when it's raining? What happens mm. when it's windy? Are you still able to do that? Those guys, for sure, yeah. can still do that. Yeah. Um, a team learning that system for the new time and trying to implement it? Good luck. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, I would love for you to try. I mean, even with us in the wind, like if you're yeah, not a jump setter exactly. too. <laughs> I mean, even if you saw Poland do that, uh, when they started doing their speed stuff, right? Yeah. Cantor and Loziak yeah. were like the originators of that entire style mm. a few years ago. Like the first year they, of them doing it, like they looked tragic at times, mm-hmm. and it took them a year. Yeah, and then they totally got it. Yeah. And now, and then, and then everyone's like, "Holy cow, we got to start dealing with this, yeah. and we're going to add this to our game mm-hmm. because we see how tough it is to to manage yeah. from a defensive stylist, like uh, from a defensive structure standpoint. It's yeah. a nightmare. At right? this point, I think it's more of like. Who's going to figure out how to defend it first? Right. Mm Because there's a set way how to defend three contact Mm -hmm. volleyball. And the two contact is like, well, the blocker can only be in one place or the other for the most part. Or like a quarter block in both, you know? So like separating the court and having two calls maybe at at all times. (laughs) And knowing in transition which way to go, which part of the court to take on the option... And on the the third contact is like pretty insane and a whole system in itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to give our entire strategy. Oh my! I was, was going to share so the story out of Mexico. <laughs> I was like, "All right, first tournament. Here we go." We, yes, got out of the qualifier. Objective one complete. You're welcome. And then. It, we had to beat them in second they round. like <laughs> flew out the night before last minute and then they, we cross over in the second round yeah. i was like come on it could have been anyone else <laughs> moving on <laughs> can't lose you to would a have been in our situation so <laughs> take note because we didn't well, win a single a game in pool because it's a pool though we had Sweden, right off the bat. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm getting used to a little bit of structure here with Sam and like pressing and like, you know, dealing with the pressure of like my own mental pressure. If it's my first tournament, I need to perform well. Boom, we have Sweden. 
right? And coach is coming up with a game plan and he's kind of like, you know, new to the men's game as well. And like, we're not sure what we're going to do. And I'm like, all right, so I have to go up and I have to flash this way and I have to run over this way and I have to seal the line and Sam has to slide this way. It was like my (laughs) first match ever where it felt like a double game plan because it wasn't like, okay, this is what we're doing on the third contact. We're going to serve here and get them in this position. And if this, no, it was like, I have to take care of the two read the cue, then go to three. Oh, they hit on two. And it's like, right. and then if they hit on two, based on a strategy, it's like, do I take that or does he take that? Okay, third ball, if I don't go and I commit to the third, what is he? It was like mind-blowing. It's also like the starting position for a defender. Like sometimes you want to start like 10 feet away from where you are. Mm. But if where you want to be for the option is 10 feet away, you can't get to the spot you're supposed to be for the other one if you have like an intricate dive move or something going on i felt like so a rookie. It's like, i was like yeah. flashing this way yeah. not jumping to like try to sell the Scare two him. and then still be able to close i was like i'm doing this for the first time and i was like wow that's <laughs> good like the, for them because yeah. like it was so much for me to think about when it came to strategy mm-hmm. and you guys played them pretty close one of the sets i want to say it was 22 20 i don't think so first set they handled us pretty well I think they won by five or six points. And then maybe okay. the second set, it was a little bit closer, three, three or four points. one of our sets was tighter with them. The other one was, was like, got out of hand. Yeah, it was it was difficult to do. You're not the only The entire world were yeah. used oh. to that. So right. it was like, you know, yeah. no one could have really managed that situation. I remember like we're setting our calls up, right? And we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do on there if they like three ball side up. Then this is what we're going to do if they two ball. And then this is what we're going to do if they run a back set. <laughs> so I'm like setting that Dan's plan. Like, I'm like, right? I I'm haven't like, played yep. in four years. Exactly, try. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right, I'm back. Bump set spike. <laughs> just no, bump it. set, two ball jump, pin set, back set. It's okay. We it's followed crazy. that matchup with Brill Loziak, who won the tournament. Yeah, thankfully. Oh that was gosh. a little bit more simpler though. <laughs> I remember Brill hits the first ball and it's like off of your fingers. And you were like, damn, that's high. That's a high contact. <laughs> That first tournament, man, I was like, I've been watching these guys for four to five years. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, like, okay. I'm like, okay, Nikolai Lupo, I can't wait to, like, meet that team. I just, I love watching that team. And, and watching TV, I'm like, Lupo has to be, like, six, six, six one. Yeah. Right? I shake hands with him. He's eye level to me. Yeah. He's, like, He's six tough. four, six five. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I meet Ali Son. I'm like... <laughs> I'm his new blocker. <laughs> I was just wow, guys are so busy. Yeah, yeah. And they play at like it's such funny a being high like in an elevator with like level. the Dutch guys, and then we're like, damn, <laughs> I gotta play defense. <laughs> like crazy. Oh. It's funny coming back from a volleyball trip, and you'll go through Vons or whatever, and you go to the checkout mm-hmm. counter, and the cashier be like, oh, you're really tall, like lady. You know, no <laughs> I was just the smallest person in the room for a week. Exactly. <laughs> but it's funny to see the game, the adaptation of the game, because mm-hmm. it got huge so fast. I remember Phil always talks about it. When he first got on tour, he was like the third tallest guy. And then by the time he stopped playing international, he was maybe the top 15. But now you're seeing all these fast jump-setting offenses. They're making it a nightmare. To be big and slow, where now it's I feel like being a mobile athletic six five good jumping blocker is now what you want to be just to keep up with these offenses. Could be, yeah. Or just Anders. 
Yeah. 6'8", but you move like you're 6'1". Yeah, so either that or an alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robin Seidel has been waiting exactly. 50 years for that Exactly. Oh, it made me so sad when him and uh, Waller broke up. I know. That's my favorite team to watch. They were like great. 6'3 and 6'1". It's like, my guys. Yeah. Undersized heroes of the world. Yeah. That's what I, uh, I, whenever someone said wa- what team to watch or like how to, you know, who do you really look at to get better? I always said, pick a guy who plays your position who's much smaller than you because right. they must have done something. Like they have to do the simple things really, really well. Yeah. And then uh, be able to like be exceptional at their position from like a technical standpoint because mm-hmm. they have to really be flawless. Like you look at Zandy. Uh, which is Zandy Huber, which was Seidel's partner, his defender. You thought you thought Seidel's small? Zandy was like <laughs> oh my five God. two. <laughs> he was so small. And he was the unbelievable. Hobbit. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Everywhere on defense. Yeah. So I wouldn't watch him for a side out because we can't play the same style. Right. But I was watching for his defense. Uh-huh. And how he plays behind maybe a smaller blocker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, like, if I play behind a big blocker, for sure I can play that way. Right. So, um, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. You just pick out, like, everyone can watch Mullen and be like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, not everyone's jumping like that guy. No. Right? Yeah. Not everyone has his physical ability. So you got to watch someone who is more on your plane of physical level who's made it. And, and that's, like, a great, right. great example of someone who to copy. I love watching Seidel blocking because he, he doesn't – he does like a half load. Like you get all the way down mm-hmm. like, and you do a pretty good job of that too where you're hard to see. But Seidel just does like a, a quarter squat and he's still way over and his hands yeah. are, are perfect every mm-hmm. time. Mm. He's like the best guy to learn how to be a good undersized blocker. For sure. Yeah. He's I, – I like like – if I was to learn from someone, I, I always look at, like, the pound-for-pound players. Who's the best? I mean, even, like, just thinking who's the best volleyball player in the world, pound-for-pound, pound, if you put everyone in the same body, let's say. I mean, I'd say Anders is still up there. That's why he's so good, like, getting into this GOAT conversation. That's why he's just, like, a freak, like LeBron. And this was, like, he's in this freakish body, but he's also, like, easily one of the best at all the skills. But... Yeah, Seidel, Adrian, for what he does with his body. Like, I mean, the guys, he can jump and hit and stuff, but compared to everyone else on tour, the stuff he does is insane. His touch, his vision, his strategy and tactics is like, blows your mind. You put him in a in a 6'6 body, it's yeah. like he's competing with Anders for best player in the world, probably, for sure. Yeah. Probably, yeah. When Smedens was at his at his peak, I think he would have been pound for pound mm. one of the best. Yeah, how and tall Pedro? is Smedens? Six Smedens three? is like six three, six four. Pedro's probably six four. Because yeah, right. Pedro, so I think the most remarkable. Pedro only six four. I would have said he's six five. Actually, not as tall as you'd think. I mean, yeah, he's in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah. but he's, he's, he's certainly not six 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 seven. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but he won Blocker of the Year in two thousand eight when Ricardo was at. Like pretty oh. pretty good when Alisson was at his peak, when Phil was at his peak, and it goes wow. to six four Pedro. That's pretty damn good. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really impressive. Good. 
Dude, that guy's <laughs> that guy's hands when he used to block because I'd watch him in slow mo. I think he was yeah. playing with, uh, I think he was like splitting with like Andre or something like that at the time. And he'd be like, you know, his hands would come up and they'd all be locked in like this. <laughs> and I was like, I've never seen anyone choose that style. Everyone yeah. goes up and then they close. He was like ready from like <laughs> on the ground together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything just. Yeah, that guy was for sure was one of the dirty. best blockers when I came on tour. Mm-hmm. Is he with Alvaro now, <clears throat> Pedro? Um. Inside Scoop, I think they might have broken up. Already? Because we're trying to oh. coordinate with uh, a team down because we're going to go after Mexico. We're going to head to Brazil. And we're trying to source some training partners and where to go and what's the best place to stay at and stuff like that. Um, so I reached out to Alvaro. And I think they're not playing anymore, but it's not announced. So <laughs> it is your first, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we bring you on. That's right. <laughs> I, got, I got eyes everywhere. Breaking news. That's one thing that you guys do, especially, man, you and Pedlo when there was COVID. When you guys hit the road, you hit the freaking road. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Dude. Canadians are built different. Yeah. Like Jake, mm. he'll just, he stayed at my house the other day. He just has that massive suitcase. Yep. I'm like, how long are you going to be gone for? Ah, 10 weeks. <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, I feel like it's open ended. Like yeah. You guys are just like, yeah. Till, I, till I, I love home. you, baby. I miss you. I was gonna say my, my girlfriend's a huge fan of that. Oh, for weeks. sure, right? I remember last oh. last year we were traveling and speaking of like, you know, how did you handle the long travel last year? I remember we had a we had a six week stint when we were yeah. away from home. And I remember talking to him on week five and a half. I was like, Hey, how how are we doing? He goes, This is a long one. <laughs> yeah. This is a long time away from home. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Just Hang in there, buddy. We did a six-weeker, probably the same time, yeah. uh, around Rome. I think we went home after Rome. But, yeah, same thing. We were just <laughs> struggling. We're getting to the dinner, so we're just like, it's just, you know, you go to this, you're just eating with the same dude yeah. over and over and just like, <laughs> I don't even think we're going to talk this whole day. There's nobody else to talk about. And it's Trevor Crab, so it's like, <laughs> so that's totally normal anyway. <laughs> it's standard. But it's just like, oh my God, six weeks on the road is long. Yeah. Grinding. Which, by the way, I'm a sleeper, though. Fantastic. So like, sometimes we don't eat together because I'm I'm sleeping and he'll come up and be like, hey, Dan, breakfast closes in 20 minutes. I'm like, yep, up, go and eat, <laughs> done, come back, sleep. Oh, good for you. Oh, good, yeah. So. Can't do That's it. a superpower to have yeah. on the road. I don't have that one. Most epic yeah. sleeper ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no it, it shocks me every time. It's amazing. It's like so good for your recovery totally. uh, to be able to do that. But it's like for me, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I'm up at the same time in mm. the morning. And if I have a late night, it's a freaking nightmare for yeah. me the next day. I'm the same way. Mm. Where Delaney is more like you. Where Delaney's like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep right now. And she's out Boom. for 10 hours. It's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Congrats to you, by the way, on the engagement. Thank you very hey. much. Big stuff. Yeah, love congrats, that, buddy. Uh, I love her. She's the the woman woman for me. Um, I miss her. It's gonna it's gonna be in a longer than six weeks th- this trek. But she's actually off to New Zealand to play in the in the first future. So I'm excited. Oh, right on. For oh, her. Yeah, very Who's she playing with? Her. She's playing with a uh, athlete, Leah Monkhouse. She's a UCLA. Okay. Yeah, yeah, alum. he's good. So she's very good. Um, and congratulations to you as well. You're gonna be a father soon. Yeah, by the time this comes out, she might be. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm excited for you. I'm excited too. That's like, I go out to practice. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to compete for another month and a half after Miami probably. Mm-hmm. So 
It's hard to focus. Right. <laughs> Feel that. <laughs> but I've had it's been fun watching like just watch Try raise Naya. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Learned a lot. The beach community, there's a lot of groms running around. Yeah. Right now the players' oh, tents just dude. daycare. And everyone's pregnant. And everyone's pregnant. <laughs> so many people are pregnant <laughs> yeah. right now. I was talking to Kleinman and she said her and her friend were talking about it. <clears throat> Another volleyball friend. She said they know fifteen people that are pregnant. Oh. Between the two of them. I mean, this is, like, their group of friends and stuff, but, like, I know a few of them are in the volleyball world. It's, like, Shoo. nuts. So, so there'll be some friends for your kid. There'll be a lot of friends. <laughs> Whatever's happening in the South Bay, if you're not ready, Shanice can't visit. <laughs> Something's going on here. Something's going on. <laughs> Imagine. Next year, Sandcast, Shanice is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think uh, you'll? Do you have any plans to cross paths on tour as of now? I hope so. Right. I hope so later. Later in the later. tour, I hope that we can. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. This is the Waikia water break. Now Waikia has been keeping us hydrated all year long. Not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try. That's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waikia.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half 
staff or so pretty much ever since me and Try started working with them. It, it's basically a, a multivitamin, the, the best multivitamin on the block. It's cheap. It's less than $3 a day, which it might sound expensive, but if you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit. It's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you. All right. It's, it's the, the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcasting. We're promoting it and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't, that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Um, that would be should get some W's and then exactly get to the challengers exactly right? yeah. that would be great. It, anything's possible. Yeah. That would be great later in the year to to share an experience to have your your partner with you. Heck yeah! yeah. How's yeah. that for you? You had your lady on tour for a while. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. I mean, it makes the trips. I, I thought mean, it that, could be like one way or the other. It's yeah. terrible. Or it's <laughs> like when they give you the post-game uh, scouting report. I mean, there is that. Like, the, you're, you're so emotionally invested in each other's successes right, that right. it's like when she loses, I'm, it's like it's a bummer for you're me. You're really going to hit a high line right there? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> no, we definitely don't coach each other. Yeah, leave that to the side. Um, <laughs> That's why I married an artist. Basically, <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> seriously. No, but it's like, like that's the main thing you miss when you're on the road, right? Is like your partner and your family. Um, it's like the home, the comforts of home is great, but that's not, it's like, it's not like, I mean, I miss my bed, but I miss Julie more. <laughs> so, um, you know, when we're traveling and she's able to travel, it doesn't feel the same yeah, as no, when 100%. I'm traveling away. Yeah. So having your partner there is like a monster bonus. And she actually came out a couple weeks ago to LA to visit for a week. Because obviously, ten weeks on the road that we're about to experience, mm-hmm. we can shorten that out to about eight, yeah, uh, sort of. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a huge oh for sure. It is great though. Huge thing. Um, knowing that there. Canada's be hosting a couple tournaments this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be able to be at home and have more time with family, which is yeah. great. And also having the uh, nationals. Um, you know. My fiance Shanice and, and Sam's partner Julie will be able to play in there, and they also all the, all the Canadians go to the Van Open as well, which yeah. will have family there too. So it's good to have like a, there's going to be a month block where we're going to be we the North baby. <laughs> I've only That's played awesome. um, one event I think in Canada like my whole career, and now this year we get to play in two. At least we're planning on it. Yeah, I think yeah. we've only played in that Toronto event. That's right. the only thing. You got to bring played. that up to Cam. Yeah, oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Fans came out there. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a big year for Canada, though, getting an Elite 16, getting a challenge, Van Open, Nationals. Pretty good stretch. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. And why doesn't the U.S. get any? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Never I was about to ask we don't you need who, to go um, who's putting on the tournaments in Canada, because it had been a while. There was a three-star in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A couple years ago, but that was kind of it since the World Tour Finals were in Toronto, I think, right? Correct, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like, who's promoting it? Yeah. I'm not totally sure. Mm. I couldn't tell you for sure. I know the guy who's promoting, who's the promoter for Edmonton. Okay. I'm not sure if he's re-upped. Like, I haven't heard anything, um, but I'm just pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, sweet. It's like... And I know I was laughing with Jake about it the other day because he's like, me and Russ are the biggest Sam and Dan fans. Because if you guys can right. get into the main draw of the challenge and into the main draw of the elite on points, yep. then I think that, I mean, the wild card would naturally probably go to Jake and Russ. Oh. And so they're like, come on, boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same for the Olympics, right? If we qualify for the Olympics, right. they can try and get the continental oh, wow. berth. Oh. So we've had a very... Um, cohesive relationship (laughs) (laughs) which is like uh sort of unusual because actually like canadians i think we were talking about this the other day is like canadians tend to be very competitive with each other it's like a pride thing just like the americans are Mm -hmm. yeah but you guys were saying like there's a lot more uh on the line with the american competition like the internal competition because i guess like the First of all, just like getting the support from the federation, right. like the carding rankings, the stipend, and then, and then like, your and then the health insurance, insurance and yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. So we're uh, we're we're always into helping each other and training. We're traveling together. We share the same coach this year. So um, 
it's it's like a very big one like a big team mentality and a big team feel which is mm-hmm. very unusual in in beach volleyball because you're normally just you your partner and your coach and right. everyone else sucks yeah 100%. and half the time your partner sucks depending if you lose right <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> that's right sam <laughs> there <laughs> Yeah. No, no, uh, it's nice though. Like, I hope, I hope both of you guys can come to the Van Open this year. Yeah, what is it over? It's we over somewhere. earlier that Dan made a deal that we do have to play that together. Hmm. I did say that. Sorry. I'm cool. <laughs> Wait, isn't I'm it? Over right here. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> 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 I mean, we'll see who pays. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, isn't Cameron the reigning champ? Oh God! Yes, he is. Oh man. <laughs> oh gosh um yeah, wait is there here. a conflict though for van open i feel like i portugal. looked there's you a portugal fib yeah, challenge okay. that conflicts so with we'll see event. if we can yeah. take care of business earlier in the year then we can all pick and choose what events we want right. to play. it's a lot closer don't let the schedule do you guys would you ever skip van open for a challenge or is, is that just like heartbreaker if you had to do it uh no actually van open is like the dopest tournament ever and we love it there like the fans are unbelievable actually both of our like sponsors like we have two sponsors Mm -hmm. that are based in vancouver herbaland yep that's right ready set classic guys (laughs) and we actually got a new sponsor navis which is a clothing like lifestyle brand and they're like custom, like, well, not custom clothes, but like uh, clothing design, especially for tall people. So oh. perfect for us. Perfect totally. for mm-hmm. the, the audience on and San Yeah, right. Exactly. Where can people get some Navis gear? Well, they have a site um, that you can visit and you can order online. They're a Canadian company, like they're based in Vancouver. So uh, they deliver in the States. And I know that they are trying to break into that market. And um, their, their products are just unbelievable. So, uh, we love them, and it's like, you know, it's like your girlfriends always, you know, like steal your sweater. Right. Like, that's the sweater they're stealing. Oh. The sweater. <laughs> so what just buy it for yourself, line. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should make a commercial right there. You can just cut <laughs> that clip and send it to <laughs> Yeah. How many band no. opens have you won, Sam? Ooh, that's a great question. It's um, got to be a sizable number, I'd think. Yeah, I think... I love that you have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hmm, uh, one. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it's three or four. Okay. It's been a few. Like, the problem is, is it, do, like, it does tend to conflict with, yeah. um, with some FIVBs. In, in past years, I have chosen FIVBs over over Van Open, but they've really gotten it together, especially in the last few years. Like, hmm. prize money's really nice. Um, obviously, now we have a special vested interest in, like, a, a place at home there that yeah. we that we make you know, time to go to that tournament specifically. Um, and the competition is actually really strong every year. So it's not like we go to Van Open and we're giving up playing good matches. Uh, we still feel like it keeps us sharp yeah. for the world tour, right? Mm-hmm. So we can we're going to be going from that to Edmonton, to Montreal, uh, without skipping a beat. Last year was the closest I've ever come to losing a match on purpose in pool play because I knew if we won our pool that we would see you in the quarters, Mm. whereas if we lost that second match, we wouldn't see you or Troy and came until the semis. 
I was like, oh, yeah. rat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hand setting every, every skyball, every <laughs> serve. That's for the fans. <laughs> don't pull, don't pull, don't pull, don't pull. <laughs> no, come on, this guy. Then the second he starts doubling balls, they're like, he's got to be throwing the game. He's like, <laughs> he never doubled. Perfect mitts. It is such a fun event, though. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got my stamp of approval for yeah. sure. Yeah. Is you, there a comparable event? Seaside. Okay, Seaside, yeah. Still That's haven't played it. that. Um, <laughs> and it almost has a... Have you played FUDS? You haven't played FUDS yet. No, but I hear the legend of FUDS yeah. from, from my friends who have played it. So it's FUDS-ish, but way better, more competitive volleyball. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's a novelty, hmm. fun event for fans to come to and like... Are they just partying, or or is it more like they're there for a good volleyball? I think both. A little yeah. hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Like they That's have healthy. they have the ball. beer gardens right outside the courts. Oh, perfect. So one side is like sort of the sober fans mm-hmm. who are like real intense, and then the other side is. The drinkers, yeah. who are chirpy as heck, and yeah. that's the culture there, where like Love you've got to skyball on game points. Like you'll get chirped if you don't skyball. Dude, on game that's points. how it was when yeah. we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aloha ball. Yeah, and they <laughs> they actually have like yeah like I mean they've got uh, vendors all around, and uh, obviously they have permits for drinking on the beach, uh, which which makes it that party like atmosphere. Right, but right. they have courts all the way down the beach. It's right by a, like a high foot traffic area. Yeah. And it's on Kitts Beach, if you know Vancouver. So it's, I mean, if you if you love volleyball, you have to check that tournament out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's great ball. Like we were playing against Kame and Troy last year in the final, and it was it was a really highly competitive match, and everyone really gets into it. Yeah, it was a great match, and I know I love that everyone respected how high level of a match it was and on match point i don't think anybody bothered no to even it. call yeah. for a sky ball they're like this is this is too good yeah. oh you didn't do it it's like world tour level literally the only match where they didn't call for sky balls and it's like if they if the match is like an average match and you're down to match point sky ball gotta do it gotta do it but like and i'm like 2017 2018 yeah you sky ball Twenty-two, twenty-one, depending on who you're facing, depending on it's like pre-quarter, quarter. You could do it, but for us, it was a third set. It was like seventeen, seventeen, and like in the final. I'm like, I don't know. We've I all don't seen to do that. We've all seen Cam Skyball. <laughs> 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 no one wanted to see that. <laughs> you know, it's and every year it gets better and better yeah. and better. Yeah, More teams so. from the states come. We had teams from from Europe come, Brazil. Um, Every year it gets better. There's more sponsors involved every year. More crowd come out. They have bigger TV every time on center court. Sick. Um, and it's just becoming an annual thing that even the locals who don't play beach volleyball know that it's going to happen there. How yeah, is the Canadian fun. fan base like as a whole? Uh, in, in what sense? For beach volleyball, like, is it comparable to like how many people? Not literally how many, but like no the top players and like follow the tour and whatnot. Um, I think you have pockets of fans who follow it. Yeah. I, I certainly don't think that it's like the, the fan base is as avid as the American, Mm. uh, simply because I believe that you guys have 
a structure that allows like which is the AVP yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that that really they can follow that tour very closely yeah. right and it's very easy to follow mm-hmm. um, the time difference the effectively no no time difference 3 hours right so right. it's like being able to watch the NHL or the NFL right like you can make time to watch it right. um, whereas when it's 8 hours uh, forward in time and they're we're playing in Europe they're not as willing to be up at, you know, like yeah. 4 a.m. in the morning to watch a match yeah. that's going on. Like a, it's the like same a, as the American yeah. fans. Like, right. How many of them actually watch the world tour? It's like Ed Keller, and then maybe that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Ed but, Keller watches everything. <laughs> yes, he does. But on the AVP tour, you have commentary who can give context to, to how they're right. doing on the AVP. Yep. You have sandcast you have um you know different podcasts who can give out that information like you had i think you did a podcast about the olympic run yeah um we we have one maybe two podcasts that might do that and the following i don't think in canada is as strong as as the the states you also have you know a plethora of teams who are very strong world tour teams, right. whereas we may only have a couple who would be competitive at the top level. So it's a little maybe less interesting. I think if our depth was a touch better, if we had our own tour, it would be better. For sure. I think the interest is there, but it's also for us sort of like we really can only play it in half a season. You guys can sort totally. of keep it going year round. Yeah. yeah. And when, when people can't actually get into the sport and play it themselves, mm. they're going to tend to not necessarily follow the sport quite as much whereas we have a million courts here that everyone plays they're like oh i play beach volleyball i want to see the pros play and mm. kind of get into it as well that's cool half the year i mean even more than half the year it's hard to play in canada because it's probably not courts available on every beach lake Certainly beach not. we only really have like one or two that we can go to right no, it, it kind of similar like you have cali and you have florida mm. it's like two sides of the country we have like Toronto, we have Vancouver. And but as soon as it gets warm enough, both communities are out there playing. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. Like mid April, early May. Um, and both communities, as soon as it gets warm enough, they take advantage of the fact that they only have half a year to do it. Right, so right. like our Tr- Toronto community, there's over hundred and ten public courts available. And every weekend it's it's rammed with youth playing and growing the sport. And then in Vancouver it's it's a bit it's still a huge beach. It's not as big as Toronto. It's filled with with such a great tournament. Yeah. And plus, again, everyone's out there playing beach volleyball. Um, it's got to be cool to know. Kind of our two pockets. It's got to be cool to know that there are that many, you know, youth playing and people playing volleyball, and you guys are the the number one team. You know, like if if they do get into the sport, obviously there's not that much content to follow in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like we have the AVP and all the all this stuff. But you guys are the number one team for for these people for that's these kids and youth. That's why we're so excited that we can have the Van Open. Mm-hmm. We have Edmonton. We have Montreal, and then we have Nationals. This is such a great opportunity yeah. for to inspire the next generation of youth to be able to watch their Canadian men and women perform and have the opportunity of watching the best teams right. um, come from from Europe and and from the states and be able to watch the best. Right. So we're super excited. I mean, to me, that's how the growth of the sport happens in Canada, right? Like, I make a specific point of trying to play nationals every year if I can. Mm -hmm. Like, even if my partner doesn't want to or is injured or for whatever reason, 
I'll pick up someone else and I'll play. Like I, a couple of years ago, I played with Josh mm-hmm. um, Binstock, who was my 2016 partner at the Olympics. And it was like we had so much fun playing together because I remember when I was coming up and I was like 16 years old, we watched our legends, which was like the Marquise and the John Childs and all those guys. Um, and that's when I was like, I remember, I remember the game watching Mark and I was like, that is what I want to do. And, and I just, it's so important to me to be able to sort of give that and pass that on to the next generation. Hopefully one of those, you know, kids is like, wow, that's, that's amazing. I want to get that good. I'm going to commit to beach yeah, because indoor, it just dominates in Canada Mm -hmm. because it's so much easier. There's so much more access. Totally. And it goes all year. Yeah. You're making me feel bad for skipping Miami AVP <laughs> <laughs> to go play internationally. <laughs> yeah, but the it's entire so future of, of our sport is, is it on <laughs> <laughs> It's All so right, hard to fair. pass up such a close FIVB, though. I know. It, they don't um, come yeah. to Mexico all that often. Although, a couple, I mean, three times this year. Sweet. The Mexico events are fun. And it's like a warm up, like a perfect little warm up for. Uh, the Elite 16. Like, you want to go into the Elite 16 having zero mm. uh, international play on the year or having one, you know, a few hours away. Yeah. And a lower level one where we're main draw, top mm. 10. It's like kind of a kind of a gimme. Yeah, that's mm. that's a high-level challenger, though. Holy cow. I was looking at the qualifier list. It's like, whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> there are some yeah. teams in that qualifier because you guys are the eight – at the moment, I think. Well, like, yeah, something damn. like that. Eighth on the uh, <laughs> qualification crazy. list. I mean, I look at all all the tournaments, especially at the start of an Olympic cycle. I like. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Are s- you guys in Tepic? We're not right now. I think we're hovering around four or five on the reserve. Okay. So we're we're sitting on the outs right now, and we're trying to. <laughs> we're talking to our coach every day. Should we should we book the flight to Tepic? Should we just go to straight straight to Brazil and start training? Yeah. So it's it's sort of hard to, to make that call because we're not sure if there's going to be dropouts and sometimes like do that pretty late, but it's going to be tough. It's a long shot right now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oof. Yeah. That's tough. Those reserve lists they get funky sometimes though. I mean, mm-hmm. three days before you'll just end up being 15 in the qualifier for no reason. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just look at it like oh, five teams dropped out. Yeah. Yep. You never know. I feel like that happens all the time. All the time. Right? Yeah. Like, more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like Dan said, me and Tim, before uh, Kala last year, we were six on the reserve list, maybe three days before. So we just bought our flights. Tim did some serious hunting down the Instagram rabbit hole, and he's like, I don't think <laughs> these guys are going. Ukrainians can't leave. They're not coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, just, we just bought our flights, and we didn't know that we were in the event until the night before but we had already got there crazy so we just took a shot on it Jeez. <laughs> yeah i think la paz will be a good indication of who's going to go to tepic if you show up to la paz yeah. you'll go to tepic if you don't show up to la paz right probably not going to go to tepic unless you're in the main job of the elite yeah, yeah. Mm. that's fair and you guys have what like a month in brazil yeah it looks that's like we'll have stretch. like two weeks of training and then uh Three back-to-back-to-back tournaments. It will be a long stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys bring a coach on the road with you? Does Adam come or... 
Yes, okay. now he does. Nice. Uh, we we had to sort of cherry pick a little bit because we have to fund ourselves and pay for our coach, and then you know all of the expenses that come along with that gets quite steep. But this year the FIVB came through with the with the charity fund for us because they target <laughs> uh, basically it's like a bursary for countries who are. Um, underfunded as it relates to their coaches who are potential Olympic team. So we sort of hit that Goldilocks category where yeah. we're good enough that we're considered like a potential viable Olympic contender, but we're not funded well enough because we're not quite good enough. <laughs> right. We're like our federation would be like, you guys are great. <laughs> we're going to give you a bunch of money because we believe in you. <laughs> so to be clear, so they're not saying that. <laughs> well, they were like, Jeez, you guys could, would be perfect for this. So <laughs> We found you some so money. We got to get better. We're just it, not going to It really pay. just comes down to, we got to get better and then our, our federation's like we see you because you're getting results and then uh the money comes so right now we're being we're being supported by our federation for sure still but definitely the fib is helping That's us cool. with that area yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know they're doing that yeah you wouldn't <laughs> i just get my coach paid you know <laughs> well the stipends are <laughs> And that's a win on so many levels because then Adam gets to travel around and with Pav right. when you guys are playing Huge the same bonus. tournaments. Yeah. yeah. The Huge Canadian bonus. women. be fun to watch this year. For real. and Brandy, I feel like people have been waiting for that team. And then mm-hmm. Sophie and Pav, they're fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I think that whole partner swap uh, situation, I think everyone, it's better for everyone. I think mm-hmm. the, the partnerships make sense. Uh and they they both look incredibly strong. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, you guys, the Canadian women run pretty deep because yeah. I mean, you mentioned Shanice is playing with Leah Monkhouse. I feel like the U.S. the NCAA pipeline has yeah. been helpful because I know Agreed. Molly McBain. Mm-hmm. Is she playing with uh, that Maria Alex. Yes, they're down here. One. They just got here. Yeah, they're going to be training here with she's the good. American girls. Yeah, watching mm-hmm. her at the Van Open. I know she was playing with Heather, and Heather cleans up. A lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was impressed. I mean, mm-hmm. she's good athletic blocker. Yeah, she's physical. Yeah, she came from the indoor national team, and yeah, she's working hard. Yeah, the uh, it's been fun commentating for volleyball TV because now every time I see, every time I see, but I do Italian league now. Wow, um, and okay. there's a lot of Canadians in the Italian league. Okay, um, and so you got a lot of good men too on on the indoor side. I was like, oh, holy yeah. cow! Yeah. You guys always have had some like serious hammers yeah. on the indoor side. Oh yeah, we had Gavin Schmidt for a very long time, like one of the gangliest, strongest right sides in the world at one point. And we have a few, like we have uh, Sherwan Evans. He's like touches like twelve six, hits the ball pretty high, pretty great right side. Stephen Mars has been killing it on the left side. Yeah, like he just recently got like twenty seven points in a match, and like yeah, and Him and, team uh, has some monsters. Eric Lepke. Lepke, that's too. Lepke's a monster. Yeah. It's a bummer because his team is awful. But mm-hmm. he, he's all they got. And he was hurt. And so he was mm-hmm. just like oh, man. taking half jumps and just trying to toll the block. Oh. But Steven Marr had a really good year. His mm-hmm. team's going to make playoffs. And I think Lepke is, thankfully, his team is finished. <laughs> Mercifully. Poor guy. Mercifully. <laughs> he needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sure. guys are feeling fresh, ready to go? Ready to attack the 2023 season? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Starting off with King of the Court, it's going to be very yeah. fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A little it's a strong field. 
Holy cow. Dude, I was is. looking at that draw and I was like, what the heck, man? Because yeah. everyone's thinking just like a little exhibition warm up on the way over <clears throat> to Mexico. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at the team, it's like, yeah, that's not going to be a warm-up. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're thrown yeah. into the damn fire. Is yeah, what it is. exactly. Strong pools, like in our pool, it's TNT. We have Qatar, and we have uh, Chile. Okay. So and it's then like, TNT. Uh, Taylor and Taylor. Oh, Taylor and Taylor. Sorry, I, I heard that. I don't know this. Like, All right, I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, stick with it. Uh, it was trying Trevor last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so both of you guys are just... <laughs> I know, Let's talk about that a little bit. T- what's the, what are the girls? TKN TKN. or something? Yeah. I can't keep up with this stuff. Okay. <laughs> Tron's just so catchy. You, know? you need TNT for that. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but Wilco, uh, the guy who runs King of the Court, I asked him how he managed... To do that, because Volleyball World and the AVP always, I don't know if they even bother trying to schedule around each other anymore, but mm-hmm. Wilco is like, I'm going to schedule around Volleyball World, around the AVP, and also try to work with the city of Miami. And I asked him just how he finally got international volleyball in the U.S. again, because the last time we had it was 2018 Perfect in day. Vegas. And Wilco was like, I lost 200 days of my life minimum. Trying to get <laughs> volleyball here. You have to find the perfect weekend. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And he did it. So he's he bringing an elite freaking field to yeah. Miami. Let's talk about that guy. He's a legend. Yeah. And to get that tour off the ground, like a format, and it was just, I mean, there was growing pains to that tournament. I was mm-hmm. there right at the beginning, and they made some really strong adjustments. I love that tour. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about bringing that to the Olympics. That's what they're trying to, that's what they're trying to push right now. Yeah. For uh, L.A. Okay. So huh. I don't know how that's going to work, but... I guess they're talking about like, Snow Volley, too. Yeah. I think Snow's out. I think they... Because they had their exhibition in 2018, and I, I don't think it went all that well. I can't yeah. imagine you... Well, there's like threes basketballs in the Olympics. Right. Which is crazy. So, yeah, there is. The, so the IOC, though, after Tokyo... Because the Olympics, I think, just had their worst viewership numbers in a really long time. And the IOC okay. was like, we're cleaning up some of these garbage sports. Well, I just don't understand. Like, you already have basketball. Like, who's going to watch... Threes like none of these people could make the NBA. Right. Mm. Like it's legit. Like I'm not gonna say washed up, but guys that used to play. Yeah. In the NBA, maybe for a second, or played D1 and went overseas and had a chance to win really, an Olympic medal. <laughs> yeah, they're winning yeah. an Olympic medal, and then like Kevin Durant and LeBron and them are wearing, winning an Olympic medal. The same one. It's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right. I feel like this is devaluing something here. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, I th- I do think that beach volleyball is deep enough where the king of the court would still get a solid talent pool. It'd have to be the same athletes, added. right? That's what they were talking about is the people, You'd have the to teams who qualify for the, cause they were, you know, we we're like, how, how are they going to qualify? Um, like during the same qualification period right. that these athletes are qualifying for, uh, you know, the regular beach volleyball, it's like tennis singles and doubles, right? Like all the prestige goes with singles, right. yeah. but you can have some of those singles players playing the doubles. Yes. Interesting. Right. So it would have like, to be it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to take all the best players, what, how many, 24 teams? Right. Mm. And then go beyond that and then make a, another Olympic sport out of that? Yeah. And fans are going to watch? Mm, yeah, because I, so. I think about, you know, swimming and track, because yeah, Michael Phelps can do events. eight events, or you know, Usain Bolt can do a, a yeah. handful. And so that makes sense that the same players could mm-hmm. play 
multiple disciplines of And it's sports. not like snow volley where like some people are going to be better at snow volley or even threes or fours or something, you know? Yeah. Like there's some guys that are built for that. It's still doubles. It's still the best doubles teams are going to be the best king of the court teams for the most part. Right. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Although those Ponowitz brothers are tough in that, in the, in the king of the court. Those guys. Who? who? <laughs> the, the German, the German brothers. I didn't see that. Uh, twins. Yeah, I think I've seen them. Dude, they're hilariously unbelievable at king of the court. They <laughs> <laughs> get to like every final and go and watch it. They're, they're studs. I, I, I do feel like certain teams are built for that style. Maybe a little like bit. Like side yeah. out truckers. Okay. But, um, I mean, you get Molesorum in there, and they're going to be just as dominant as they are. Right. Just because yeah. they're, you know, good teams are good teams. Yeah. Doubt. But um, it does it does play into big servers, mm-hmm. strong pass inside out guys, and then uh, teams who are like can build rhythm. Right. Yeah. Right. Like guys who have low error percentage. Right. Right. Will right. dominate that game. True. Because you can just build up a couple points and then just chill. Yeah. 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 It's no wonder it was made by a Dutch guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the Dutch way. <laughs> right. Serve hard, hit harder. Exactly. <laughs> right, when music is playing, my side out goes up so much more. <laughs> it is a fun environment. That's for sure. Yeah. It's it's a really cool game. The problem, the only the only thing that I see in King of the Court is especially when it comes to the Olympics is like there could be potential room for shenanigans in a sense where it's like like it happened in Hawaii yeah with, with us I mean they were like it was literally like king of the court number three or four at that right. time but like yeah the announcer started saying you just he just needs one more point and they make it out and they beat basically it was me and Trevor mm. so they just were like giving the other team free points not knowing who they're beating out or what's yeah. happening. They're just like, let's, let's all win here. This mm. is great. And then we lost. I was, I was all pissed. <laughs> That's, yeah, right. That's you could, I can, you I know, like, I need like, a hey, paycheck, guys. Try, you know, it's like, give me a, you know, give, yeah, me a side, give me a free side out here and like, I'll get you back in the next round. Yeah. And it's like, well, especially if it's your same country, right? In the Olympics where we're not necessarily against each other as much. Mm. Now it's like, you can get your yeah. countrymen to the next round. Cause you have 10 points. They have two. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's true. So it's, it could it's, be a cool professional league, though, because you have a lot of players playing together from different nations. Yeah. Right? Like you have uh, it's you someone from the Netherlands those. playing with Cuba. Like someone from the States playing mm-hmm. with Cuba. You yeah. had... You had a um, Brower with Stoyanovsky was fun. Right? So it's like yeah. it's entertaining that it could... Maybe, maybe not an Olympic sport, but it could be like a professional league. It could be like... Because now you have a, a top blocker not... Limited to playing with a defender from his country. He right. can now pick from the lot. Yeah. Like, let's play together. It could be very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Very entertaining. I, I mean, shenanigans aside, like, I love that format. Mm. And I think the, the crowds love it, too. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It is fast. It's cool to look at a and scoreboard and a clock. Yeah. 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 It's like, a, it's like a whole new element to the game that you don't see. You just don't see anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, Wilco... I think does as good a job as anyone of being open to player feedback and responding. He's not like a pushover, but he's like, you know what, this is good feedback. I'll take that, integrate it. Like you said, the first couple test events, there were some problems. Right. Now king of the court is like a well-oiled machine now. Yeah. He's just been he, – he was joking. He said, we have to be the only organization in the world with over 300 people in our WhatsApp and no one's left. 
the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Dot. There <laughs> you go. Because everyone wants to come back. And he treats yeah. the players really, really well. Yeah. Which um, we've struggled with in our sport at times. Uh, you know, player treatment from the organizations, right? Like, you know, it feels like sometimes we're at odds with, with Volleyball World or FIVB trying to get player rights improving. I don't feel like we're ever at odds with with King of the Court. It feels like the second we ask for something, he's very willing to to come out and and give the players more support or, yes. you know, help us in whatever way we, we feel we need. Yeah. And it's cool because he, he works with the players. Like you said, he works with Volleyball World not to conflict. Not only not to conflict, but to have events perfectly timed to them. He had the King of the Court right before Doha. Right. He had it right before Uberlandia, having this one right before Mexico. Which is not easy to do. Oh, right. Kind of, no. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, I'm on like, he's, they're messaging everyone on that giant WhatsApp group mm. text, but then I'm also getting private messages from him like, hey, try, I'm just so happy that you're playing and it's going to be so good to see you and grateful. And I remember that moment back in Hawaii when the rules were all messed up and you were all mad and, uh, all, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. all this personal stuff, like taking so much time out of his day to just, thank me and and even like being okay with it when i can't come to events like we yeah. want you here but it's okay if you can i understand that goes a long way it rather does, than like yeah we schedule way. over other events and we don't really care you know yeah. we're like we we need to play in, we want to play in these events mm-hmm. it's like well we don't care we're just not gonna worry about that yeah so wilco's dope he's yeah. dope we need him to run it all <laughs> <laughs> Ben Open's great. Wilco's great. King of the Court's great. 2023. 2023. It's going to be great. Herbaland's great. Herbaland is great. Ready, set, gummy. Now you're also great. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we had you guys back on for your annual podcast. Thank Thank you you so much. Where can our listeners uh, follow along, Sam and Dan? Well, our Instagram game is better these days. Oh, we're stepping we're it up. Like that's that's you right. the B-roll from Sam Shackley. That's right. We got some, <laughs> check out some, we got some behind-the-scenes pre, pre-rolling filming going on. We're on it. Yeah. So, uh, at Sam Schachter, S-C-H-A-C-H-T-E-R. Shotster. Shotster. And Daniel? Dan Deering. Simple at Dan Deering. It used to be at White Man Can, but that's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the classic at Dan Deering. But yeah, for the longest time, it was like at White Man Can. I was like, at White Man Can. That's right. (laughs) That's proper. (laughs) We can't confirm. There's one white man who can jump, and that's Dan (laughs) 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 Great to have you on, boys. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having us. Yeah, boys. Cheers. Shoots. 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 Shots. Uh, <laughs> 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 <Turk>. <laughs>